Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. What's up, man? We got a special guest. All back right. From the depths of episode a uh, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend, Matt. I used to be able to pronounce his last name. Give Great. it a try. There you go. <laughs> yep. Perfect. You still can pronounce my last name. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, cool. Matt. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back. Uh, you were on our Metroid episode, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was a great episode. And today we are talking about Rambo. Pretty um, much the same quality game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what people say, you know. I was going to say the unsung hero of the NES generation. <laughs> yep. I think last time I heard they were saying that Rambo was basically Metroid 2, right? Right. That, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. If you, right. you know, if you enter in a different cheat code, you know, Samus puts on her orange pants and starts stabbing people. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, before we get started, I just want to kick it off with a little, uh, giving Matt a chance to do a shout-out and an update. If people remember, we, last time we had him on, he was working on a game. Of course, that was a long time ago. It was like 2014. But I got a good feeling that the game is coming along nicely, and... It's a little bit further along than it was two <laughs> years ago, for sure. Uh, we should hope so. Yeah, no, no doubt, right? So um, it was, re- it was really cool being on the show last time. We were in this really weird spot where we had actually gone to uh, Kickstarter with our game Hive Jump, um, which is inspired by games like Metroid and Contra. So it was really cool to be on that Metroid show. Um, and uh, we'd been through our first Kickstarter, but we pulled the plug. We realized we weren't ready, um, and so. Um, we, we took some time between February of 2014, 20, 2014, yeah, when we were on the show last time, and uh, then August of uh, uh, 2014 when we did a second Kickstarter for it. Um, and in that time frame, we met with guys like you and a lot of other 
you know, uh, fans of, of classic gaming to really get people more aware of the game. And then we took it back to Kickstarter and we were successful in August of that year. So it's been a long time, um, but our game Hive Jump is coming to Steam Early Access finally, uh, July 20th, so in about a month. And nice. it is a, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been a long road, but it is a uh, exciting time for us. And Hive Jump is a 2D side-scrolling sci-fi action shooter um, inspired by games like Metroid and Contra. Um, it's very action-packed. Um, and it's got a very heavy focus on multiplayer gameplay. So if you were a kid and loved playing Contra, you know, with just two players, think about playing it with four players. Think about playing it with even more awesome weapons than the spread gun and the laser and, you know, the the flame gun. Think about that flame gun being, you know, split three ways. Um, I can't do it. I can't think about that. (laughs) well, try as you might. Um, that's that's what we've kind of been inspired by, and what we've been looking to bring forward with Hive Jump. Um, and then, of course, in that time between our first Kickstarter and the second, we plussed everything up visually too. So we took what was really kind of this 8-bit feel and did a complete overhaul in the graphics. So now it has this very 16-bit. Um, people compare it to like Metal Slug and other uh, great 16-bit um, action shooters, um, and. Uh, you know, we added more content. We added more. Um, we added a, a single-player campaign mode um, that we won't debut uh, during early access, but will be coming shortly. And uh, we just added every single bit of the game. Um, we tried to just plus it up one more level in between those two kickstarters. So um, took a little bit longer than we wanted, but uh, we're finally getting close to um, our first public release, which will be that Steam early access in about a month. Cool. Sweet. Something you can be proud of too, right? Something mm-hmm. to take a little extra time. You can be proud of it. It's like when I build, a, yeah. you know, I build like my Lego castle, right? But I don't just stop at the castle. I put a little tracking. flagpole, you know. There you, you go. Got to add a little flagpole and then maybe a moat. Exactly. Because you don't just stop. At, you know, you don't want to stop at the castle. So that's right. I, well, I know how you feel. At this point, <laughs> I feel like we've added like fifty flagpoles. Like there's okay. flagpoles all over oh, this wow. campus. Yeah. So. Yeah, so um, we're, we're excited by it, um, but we know that there's still um, a benefit from going to something like Early Access because we have this huge online multiplayer component that we've worked in, um, which has been by far the feature that has taken the longest time. Um, and those systems are difficult to test with a small team. So um, we want to take it to Early Access. We want to have uh, you know the fans get involved and help us. Uh, you know, play test the game and um, you know bring it to full release. Um, and then the plan is still to bring it to uh, Wii U later this year as well. Cool. Now the Wii U, I have a question about that because yeah. when you started, the Wii U was still kicking strong. Yeah. It's been two years. The Wii U's kind of limping along a little bit at this point. So yeah, it's how do you all feel about that? It's a it's a really um, I mean, such is the the nature of this thing we do called game development, right? So, um, you know, I think any other team would have probably, I shouldn't say any other team, but I I think, you know, if we were in a traditional publishing relationship, I think there would have been a lot of pressure to release the game early because of, you know, the threat that, you know, the NX poses to the Wii U or, um, you know, know, sales being what they are. So, um, but we care about the game, we care about the players, and we know that people that have a Wii U um, you know, want good games to play on it. Um, and it's not like everybody's going to just go, you know, 
give up uh, a console they like just because you know a new one came out. If there's good content, we feel like people will enjoy it. So, um, mm-hmm. and we know that's true because look at us—we're talking about the NES today, right? So we know if there's good stuff out there, people will will cherish it for a long time. And so, um, but it is it is a threat. I mean um, that. You know, we're running up on what's close to the end of that console's life cycle, um, and that's not just us saying that. You know, uh, Nintendo's announced that the NX is coming next year, and you know, mm-hmm. while they say it won't be a Wii U replacement, um, you know, there's still going to be uh, competition for attention, right, mm-hmm. from Nintendo. So uh, it's a little tricky. It's tricky. It's been stressful for sure. Yeah. Well. We, uh, I know Jess and I both still love the Wii U, and I know a lot of our listeners still love the Wii U. So, you at least Cheers. got our, get our deep adders. We got your back. So. Cheers! Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, we're really excited by it. It's still got, you know, a lot of charm um, to that version of the game, and uh, yeah, we're excited to get it out later this year. Cool. So, y'all want to talk about some Rambo? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Justin. Mike, Mike, you, Mike, you look a little sweaty. Yeah, I'm a little sweaty. <laughs> just been pumping some iron, getting ready for Rambo. Yeah, just working on Rambo plus the uh, the old AC on the house is out. I got the fan, got the fan going. You're trying to yeah. get into the zone of like being dropped into the jungle from a that's right. That, that's it. Helicopter. That's it. I, I, what I did <laughs> was I uh, I cranked up the AC, so it's like 77 ish in here. I laid out buckets of water all over the room. Got the go. uh, got the humidity up. up. It's a nice 85% humid in this room, so... Very nice. And really, if I wasn't on video, I'd have my shirt off and I'd look just like Rambo on the cover of the game. <laughs> just like Rambo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. but I'd, you know, it's video. I don't want to sh- make anybody feel bad. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, change the subject. Uh, you got any history for us, Justin? Uh, yeah, I got some history, but <laughs> that'd be kind of boring. Why don't we just do a quiz game? Oh, snap. We have not had a quiz game in a long time. Long. It's been a long time. So I've been, waiting. I've been waiting for him to come back. Bring in the quiz game back. Okay. 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 Remind so Matt, everybody how it works. Well, okay, and and, and Matt, and, and even you, Mike, uh, we haven't done this in a while. I don't know, if we, did we do one in the Metroid? Episode? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't remember if we did a quiz game. I think we started so. the quiz game after the Metroid episode. Okay. Okay. So the quiz game is basically we've got a few questions here. They're not very difficult questions. They pertain loose, maybe to the game or even loosely to the game. And um, basically, when I read the question, there'll be four, op- three or four options. You, whenever you feel like you know the answer, I don't have to completely read the question or not. Okay. You just you say your name. That's your buzzer. Okay. Got it. Say your name. At first one buzz in, and then you get the answer. So you're playing against Michael, um, and uh, tell me the answer. I'm gonna call right. out Mike so I can be competitive. Yeah. You, you got to have that short, shortcut name. Right. There you Mike. go. Okay. You guys ready? Lay it on me. All right. Acclaim released the game in the United States, but who also was involved in development and production of the game? Matt. Was it Matt? Is, is it Pack and Play? It is Pack and Play. I didn't even get to wait on the choices. Yeah, Matt <laughs> just jumps in there. 
takes the lead. You know, I figured One. I should I should study up for this podcast that I was going on. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I never do that. I never do that. So I, I, you know, I... <laughs> okay. This game was based on which Rambo movie? Is it A. First Blood, B. Rambo First Blood Part Two, or C. Rambo Three? Mike. Mike. I'm gonna say Rambo Three. It is not Rambo 3. It's, uh, it is Rambo 2. Yes, it is Rambo First Blood Part 2. That's a mouthful for a movie title. It is. I didn't even know that the first movie wasn't even called Rambo. Yeah, it's it just, just First, first Blood. Blood. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know this. I knew yeah. it wasn't the you know, I knew it wasn't the first one. Because the first one's actually a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Game... The second one? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It lost its uh, impression. Did you watch the newest one, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Uh, was that like 2008, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, you just called Rambo again? Yeah. I didn't think it was very good. No. Yeah. I, see, was, here's uh, the thing. I like the original Rambo. I don't like the action-packed Rambos all that much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was different. But I yeah I watched it maybe I don't know maybe two years ago so I didn't watch it when it was like yeah newish but me too yeah yeah all right now the next two questions are actually just pertaining to the movie okay so here we go <laughs> in Who? true two dudes fashion yeah <laughs> right nothing, just movie movie questions right. Who co-wrote Rambo First Blood Part Two with Sylvester Stallone was it A Quentin Tarantino B. Oliver Stone, C. James Cameron, or D. Steven Spielberg. Matt. Matt. Oliver Stone. It was not Oliver Stone. Uh, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Let's hear it. Cameron. It was James Cameron. Oh, oh really? Nice. Uh, so James Cameron actually wrote like big parts of the movie, and then Sylvester Stallone actually changed it dramatically. And mm-hmm. apparently, there was a lot of political statements made that made like Vietnam about the Vietnam War in the movie. I don't know. I've seen the movie, but it's been a long time. And, and the second one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And James Cameron was like, "Look." Uh, I didn't have anything to do with a lot of the rewrites and how this script actually ended up being uh, portrayed. But anyway, I had no idea. Yeah. All right. Here's the next question: Who's who was almost cast as a sidekick in Part Two, but removed by Sylvester Stallone? Was it A. Richard Gere, B. Bruce Willis, C. John Travolta? Or D, Patrick Swayze? Oh, I'll go on this one. I'll say Patrick Swayze. No, not Patrick Mike. Swayze. Mike, what do you got? Again. What's that? Can you give me the choices again? Because I was totally going to go Patrick Swayze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gere, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, or Patrick Swayze. You could pick Patrick Swayze again. No, no, <laughs> Maybe it's right the second time. That's what they did with the movie series. <laughs> uh, dang. It can't be Richard Gere. I will say John Travolta. 
It was John Travolta, Mike. Nice. Coming in with the guesses. Just that was going to be my second guess. It seemed crazy enough to be true. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're sneaking like the movie Pulp Fiction in on us. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's Bruce Willis, John Travolta, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Okay, now back to the game. As Rambo kills characters in the game, he gains experience level. What is this feature called in the Famicom version? Ooh, I got this one, Matt. Matt? It's, uh, it is his anger. Is that right? His anger? Isn't it like an anger meter? It, I, well, hold on. (laughs) I'm pretty sure... Did Matt just stump the quizzer? Yeah. (laughs) Great quiz game here, guys. Uh... I want to make sure I'm right because I don't want to be wrong. So I'm gonna I'm gonna second guess this. And da, 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 da. hmm, I'm pretty sure it's not anger, but that was one of my also choices. So now I'm like second guessing myself and I ripped this. I'm for sure it was anger. Uh, something similar to it. Uh, isn't that Star Wars like? Anger begets hate or something, and hate something or another something. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> you got it. You got it all checked out there. Yoda says it. I know he does. Hmm, yeah. All right, this is good podcast. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> podcast. We'll be sure okay. to not edit this out. As, well, I'll say we'll edit it out, but we'll just, you know. No, we're leaving it in. Um, I'm gonna give you anger. Okay. But I, I think that I think that's right. That is one of my choices, but I was for some reason thinking it was the other choice. But, Were you gonna uh, tell us what you think the other one is? Well, I thought it was rage. Is that not the same thing? Rage would certainly fit better on a screen. But then mm-hmm. again, if it was in, uh, you said it was in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're. I don't know, maybe their translation fits. I don't know. I thought it was anger or something. But either way, I will I will concede that one. What are we, two and two now? Yeah. Is it a tiebreaker? All right. Oh. Last question. In what year was the Famicom version released? Was it 1986, 1987, 1988, or 1989? Mike. Mike. 1988? Nope. 1987. It is 1987. What month? Uh, That one. December. I knew it. You knew the month. Well, I just knew it was close to 88. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to be. Had to be. Okay. How about a bonus question? All right. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Okay. This is just a bonus question, just for funsies. Um. According to the opening credits of what descent is John Rambo? Oh, uh, Mike. Mike is uh, Indian and German. That is correct. God, I wish you would have asked that one for actual points. <laughs> All right, that's that's it for the quiz game. All right, that was fun. Thanks. It's good good questions. It's good questions. We learned a lot about James Cameron. Yeah, 
Yeah, James Cameron. <laughs> Heard a lot about the movie. Maybe not so much about the game. But, uh, you know, got the movie down. Nice. There you go. Okay. Mike, did you have this game? Did you find it laying on the street? Or... Oh, close, actually. This is a game that I had, and I have no idea where it came from. Like, I remember having it as a kid. I remember playing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know where it came from. But I have a, I have a suspicion, because I was thinking about this tonight before the show. Because I was thinking, Justin's going to ask me where I got it, and I don't really know. So I need to figure out either a good lie that I can tell right. the listeners, or uh, I actually need to try to think through it and figure out where it came from. So here's what I think. See, when I first got my Nintendo, right, my dad got it. And he loved playing the Nintendo when we first got it. Right. Now, my original theory was that because I fell in love with it so much that he ended up hating it because I loved it so much. That was my original theory. Okay. Right. 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 My new theory now that I think about it is I think he got Rambo for himself, played Mm -hmm. Rambo, Hated Rambo so much that he hated <laughs> video games for the rest of his life. It ruined video games for him. It ruined video games for him. So then that's how I got Rambo, just because, you know, he hated it. So it just just gave it all to me. I'm going to follow up on that question. Anger was correct. Yes. I confused right. myself. So, oh, but anger was beat correct. me even worse. Thank you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lucky guess. So... But, oh yeah, that's 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 where I got it. It came from my childhood. Somebody got it for me, but I don't know who. I'm guessing it was just Dad because he liked Rambo and he just thought it'd be a fun game. Yeah. Little did he know. <laughs> Is that a segue into the gameplay or the game review here? Well, unless uh, you guys have a story of how you got the game. I I I played a lot. I had a cousin like you know. I had a bigger family growing up. I had a lot of cousins with a lot of different games, and I just had one cousin in particular that had this game, and we'd go over there for, like, Thanksgiving and things, and we'd load it up and have no clue what, you know, in the world we were doing. <laughs> we would get lost, and uh, so I had that memory, and then maybe a year or two ago, I decided I was going to go back and play all these crazy hard NES games from my childhood that I could never beat. And uh, I found Rambo at like a, you know, a, you know, V-Stock or kind of a similar like uh, used game store, and I had to pick it up. So I've only actually owned the game for maybe a year or more, um, but I remember it from being a kid, and it just being so. It was cool because you could shoot stuff, but it was very confusing. So you ended up just kind of walking in circles, shooting tigers with you know whatever machine gun you could pick up. But I never got very far in it when I was a kid. So yeah, but I own the cartridge now. I'm still not sure, really, what what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but anyway, you have it, Justin. Huh? Have you ever played it as a kid? Do you have it as a kid? Didn't play it as a kid. No, no. This was not one uh, that was in my collection or repertoire. So was really unfamiliar with it until we started talking about it, playing it for the show. So cool, cool. It All right, still so has. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that we have a good. This is a good point to transition. We'll just make a big to do about it. We are now transitioning into the game discussion. No good segue here. We are just now going to start talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a subtle segue. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what were you gonna say, Matt? Well, I was just gonna say this has like one of the most like 
strange and just strange like level navigation systems right with like going up and down like south and north and uh whatever that i've never seen replicated and 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 probably for some reason because it's very confusing but it's unique enough that you would have thought that somebody would have like tried to you know maybe do that system better and like combine that like side scrolling platforming with going you know in and out of space but uh that part has been forever like stuck in my mind how you get in between the different uh you know kind of territories by those little travel plates or whatever they are yeah um, so like when i when i we'll go we'll talk about memories from childhood first i guess and that is something that when i was a kid i had no idea what any of that meant there's like n and s and stuff on the ground which means that's the direction you're headed in right north yeah. south when i was a kid i was just like i don't know i just know i can go a different screen if i go on these things yeah exactly and so navigating the map per se is just I don't know I just I just go wherever I would wherever I could fight bad guys then go somewhere else fight bad guys I just had no idea what I was doing exactly that was the that was basically the gist of my childhood playing this game I know at the beginning of the game there was a lot of cool helicopters and stuff I know that and then you go in the jungle and then I just get completely lost and it's fun I mean it was fun to fight guys but yeah. Of course, as a kid, I, I didn't care to actually beat, try to beat the game. Once I realized that it, I couldn't figure it out, I just played it just to play it. Mm-hmm. Which that happened to me a lot as a kid. Just play games, just play them. You know. Yeah. No desire yeah, exactly. to beat them. Yeah, and it's also the there's some the feeling that you want to play it because you like maybe Rambo or a yeah. lot. You know. Um. That comes I into wish... play as well. I wish we could get back to that. Like now, as an adult, I every time I play a game, I'm like, "Well, I gotta just try to beat it. I gotta try to beat it." I never do because I never have time to beat anything. But yeah. I always have this this urge to try to play it and beat it. Right? Mm-hmm. When when I was a kid, I never really cared to beat anything. I just wanted to play them. I just had fun playing the games. Mm-hmm. Right. I miss that. You know. Right. Just to be a kid, so carefree, not need to beat a game. I need to be the games. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, plus the whole like not having to worry about my air conditioning not working and paying <laughs> out the wazoo to have it fixed. But you know, that's yeah. completely different. Right. Of life simple. More important, more important the video game part. Yeah, right, right. More importantly, the video game part. The other stuff, <laughs> you know, I could have handled that as a kid. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So, Michael, do you have something for us? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I totally do. I just, I just got to pull it out of the drawer here. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, just uh, give me a second. It's it's real deep. It's real deep. <laughs> yeah, it's way in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep drawer you got there. <laughs> There's so much stuff in this drawer. Oh, there's some pencils and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, ooh, ooh, dry erase marker, dry erase marker. Mm-hmm. A cat? No. A cat. No cats. Oh, a frog. Mm-hmm. A frog. Frog in the drawer. I feel like that's like the third time that frog's made it on the show. Maybe. Okay, I got it. It's right here. The manual? Is that what you're referring that's, to? That's exactly what I'm yeah. referring to. Mm-hmm. Let me share it. Let me share it. 
Can you see the manual? Yeah. Looking nice. good. Sweet. You're making Ram. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll let you read the Rambo quote, Justin, and now, I will, uh, I'll read the yeah. actual manual. Okay. You're making a big mis... Wait. That's not, not a Rambo, Rambo That's not Rambo. Sorry. Well, you can read... Well, I get to be Rambo, then you get to be that guy. Oh. Okay. You're making a big mistake, Murdoch, said Colonel Topman to the man who just intentionally left two Americans prey to the vengeance of the Viet, Viet Cong. Yeah, what mistake, was Murdoch's heartless reply. You're not dealing with an ordinary man, Murdoch. You're dealing with Rambo. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it wasn't really a good a good uh, back and forth. There was nothing there. To yeah, there's no Rambo quote. Yeah, my bad. I, I, I didn't read ahead. Mm-hmm. Story of my life. So, the manual... The story of Rambo, Rambo's Revenge. You are Rambo, the most decorated Green Beret hero of the cold, cold Vietnam War. <laughs> it's really cold, guys. You gotta get that. It's I kinda really and I kinda wish I kinda wish it was as cold like that here in my house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The war has been over for quite some time now, but for guys like you whose skills are survival and human endurance, the war has never ended. You left buddies behind, guys who didn't make it back, guys who you believe are still there and still alive. But now you've been given a chance to go back, back to the war that was never really quite finished, back to what it is you do best. You accept a reconnaissance assignment headed by the paper pusher Murdoch. All we need you to do, son, is take a few photographs. Nothing else, warns Murdoch. Who would hire Rambo to go take photographs? <laughs> <laughs> Very paternalistic there, too. Son? Uh-huh. Take a, yeah. Okay. Sounds right, like sorry. there's some subplot forming here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow, you don't trust him. Once back in the rainforest, you look for your contact, who you may who may turn out to surprise you. Together, you set out for the alleged POW camp, but not before you do a good deed or two. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like handing out water bottles to the local kids. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they had a bottle of water back then, did they? Oh, I don't know. When did a bottle of water come? Bottle of water is a relatively recent invention. What about like jugs of water then? Is that better? Probably okay. jugs of water. Yeah, jugs, yeah. jugs of water. All right. Uh, if you get to the POW camp, try to rescue at least one of our guys. And in spite of... <laughs> did, I read, did, I ever, did I read that with the wrong connotation? <laughs> very, very specific goals there. Just see if you can rescue anybody. <laughs> anybody. At least one. If you can get, like, two, great, but not necessary. Just yeah. one will <laughs> do. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. And in spite of insurmountable odds, see if you can make it to the extraction point at the precise moment that the Trotman and his team helicopter in, or there's no telling when or if they'll come back for you. So they want you to get to the extraction point that I'm assuming is for you, but only if it's at the exact time that they're just happening to 
drop down there. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, anytime I hear extraction point, all I can think about is Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it to the extraction point. Right. Right. Follow the river. Make it to the... I, do, you ever, do you ever watch that show, Matt? I, I want to stop with Eric because we just I have not had a chance to talk about this show ever. So... No, no, I, I've, uh, I've just, I've seen commercials and stuff for it, but I've never watched it at all. Okay, Justin, uh, you may not have known this, and you said that, but I watched that show fairly religiously. Yeah, we did too. We watched, we watched it quite a bit. It's probably think, one of my favorites. On yeah, TV right now. yeah, it's great. The, so. uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, so great. That was a long conversation. I was expecting that to be really long. So. Well, you know, there's a lot of outtakes <laughs> in that part, the, in that show that uh, they don't take out that are actually fairly funny, too. I think if you just pay attention to some of the things that the people do. Uh, there was this one girl, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a panned-out view, right? So she's, you can just like see her in the distance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why they didn't cut this out, I don't understand, but... She's like laying there, and she's kind of almost like in a fetal position. And she, she takes her hand, and she scratches her butt. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's one thing. But the next thing she does is she then takes that hand and brings it up to her face and does a clear, clearly sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and so me and my wife, we were watching it. We were just like, we kept rewinding it. It's like, did she really just do that? And I didn't <laughs> catch that. I didn't catch that. I don't know if I've seen. I feel like I've seen that one, but I don't think I caught that. It was yeah, a truly, yeah. truly candid moment mm-hmm. of, of her self-reflection. <laughs> yeah. Her, her scenario. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, all right. We don't need to get into it more about the show, really. But I just want to say one last thing, and at the risk of sounding kind of pervy, I guess, <laughs> I hate mm-hmm. the fact I hate shows, all shows, all shows that do this when they say uncensored, you know, mm-hmm. uncut, uncensored, and then mm-hmm. they show you the show, and it's the same show. I yeah. mean, what well, I don't understand. What's the point of saying something's uncensored? They do that with movies a lot too. They're like the unrated version, but there's right, literally right. no difference. There's no difference. Yeah. It just uh, just gets under my skin. Anyways. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if you're gonna go uncensored, go uncensored. If otherwise, just say like extended version or right. Naked right. and afraid plus. Right. More nakeder, more afraider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this one, Dating Naked, which I haven't watched yet, but I plan to. I haven't watched that one either. I plan to watch it. I, I got a thing, you know. Uh, your thing is naked? <laughs> naked reality shows, you know. <laughs> Apparently I'm not the only one, because they keep making them. Yeah. Well, it, it, you just basically, what you do nowadays is you think of a, uh, uh, a reality show idea, and then you just turn it naked. Just and then turn it becomes naked. that yeah. much better. <laughs> cops <laughs> naked. naked. <laughs> the best cops episodes are when they're naked. That's right. <laughs> yeah, naked locked, locked up, naked. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. I, I, did I read all the story? I think there's like a sentence or two left. And even if you do make it, guess what? They may not pick you up anyway. <laughs> right. Remember Murdoch? 
Yeah. Right. Do you remember Murdoch? I don't. Oh, yeah. That, remember? That pencil pusher. The pencil pusher. Pa- paper, paper, paper pusher. Yeah, don't, don't trust him. Don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Just maybe he had a reason for not wanting you to rescue any POWs. And here, after 36 hours of... Ooh, hell. <laughs> is where your mission really begins. Right. Ooh, hell. <laughs> Sorry, that's a risque word on our show. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. used in like in a you know vulgar manner though. Right, right, right. But we got to really draw attention to it when we say it. So right. People know that we're so that really, really hardcore. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> this was uh, they they were saying oh, when I was looking at um, I guess some of their translation stuff between the two versions. Apparently there was some language that made it into the game as well that wasn't caught by the censors. But I, when I played through it, I couldn't find anything. And I even, like, when I looked through full playthroughs of the game, I couldn't see anything either. So I wonder I if it's I something... I anything either. Yeah, I wonder if it's something softer than, you know, we would really think. But I know that was a big deal when doing these translations from Famicom versions over to the U.S., um, they would miss a lot of that stuff because the translations were pretty notoriously bad. And this one definitely has some weird dialogue in the game. Uh, but I couldn't find out where they had anything that was particularly vulgar. Um, There's, but it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, it's particularly bad, and the cutscenes are just bad. The, the, the cutscenes to me were just all around generally just bad and almost yeah. useless. They're really, they're really <laughs> awkward and... Uh, when you've got games that came out at similar time, like Ninja Gaiden and others, that had really good, like awesome cutscenes, these these fall pretty flat. These seem badly drawn too. Yeah. Like the the art of the game itself <laughs> is really not that yeah. bad. The the yeah. art of the faces of the people in the cutscenes stuff, it's just they seem unusually bad. Like yeah, Rambo himself seems really terrible. He seems very like kind of like goofy, right? He's like mm-hmm. very chunky and weird and, and <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I'm, I'm sure you know Stallone wasn't you know going to give up his likeness rights for an 8-bit version of himself but yeah they're they're pretty they're, they could have used some, some extra time and Murdoch looks extremely unhappy yeah so here's here's one of the maybe one of the things that you were talking about that I just found on a quick Google search okay can you guys see this yeah yep um, maybe that's one of them. It could be. Yeah, I mean, they 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 were definitely more sensitive back then. Right. Right. So. Now, I will say that just in general, though, this game is kind of more risque than uh, a typical NES game. Because you're not killing monsters. You're not killing, you know, whatever. You're actually killing what says in the manual, Viet Cong, right? Mm-hmm. So and it deals with yeah. Vietnam directly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas a lot of games would make up names for people who are, you know, saying it's not the Viet Cong, it's the um, Sing oh, yeah, Sang yeah. Swans. Or, or like the game, yeah. yeah, like Shadow Corporation and other yeah, stuff. Right. They, yeah, right. They they pulled that out of a lot of other games too. Like, um, yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think, but a lot of these that were. You know, there was some big evil villain. I know a lot of them started at one point of being, oh, that villain is Hitler, but we're going to take it out and make it like some shadow, you know, shadow mm-hmm. man type of thing because we yeah. don't want to refer to it. Or they're not Nazis, they're, you know, the you know the dark soldiers or something. 
Um, right. It would be like yeah. Bionic Commando is a good example. It would be like Bionic Commando yeah. saying it's Nazis and Hitler instead of whatever yeah. they call them, Bionic Commando. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good example. So Yeah, they were really timid about that stuff, man. You know, we, we, we look and we're actually talking about it uh, even earlier this week at our office is working on Hive Jump of doing dialogue for non-playable characters and making a decision of ourselves of whether or not we're going to have any profanity or if we're going to like soften it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right now we feel like we're going to keep it, you know, pretty soft, pretty PG because we don't really have any like need to make it vulgar. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, I think that decision might come from some of these inspirations as well of like, you know, these classic games that didn't, you know, necessarily have to rely on it for that shock value. Mm-hmm. Right. But Kind of like us in this show, you know, we don't have to rely on those vulgar Dirty terms, jokes. Dirty, yeah. <laughs> dirty jokes. I mean, we got plenty of, like, poop jokes and, and fart jokes and stuff we can talk about without having to, you know, get vulgar. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. All right. So, um, the manual stuff here. I thought this is oh, that's normally the gist of what we like to read is this intro story, uh, and then we'll look around. We can look around through the manual see if there's anything else interesting. But you know, they talk about the the mission site in around, kind of give you an idea of how to get through it. It talks about your life and your strength level, which mm-hmm. is your experience and stuff. I thought it was cool that this game had experience. The more you, the more bad guys you killed, the, the uh, the higher your level goes. Yeah. yeah. It didn't really do much, from what I could tell, but still cool yeah, to see. Yeah, it was kind of weird, up. right? So it it, uh, it kind of took a lot of inspiration um, from, like, uh, like Adventure of Link. So you have these, like, side-scrolling kind of adventure, you know, action game, but collect experience along the way. But it, you know, it really only leveled up, like, your main blade, mm-hmm. like, your, your main whatever your main knife uh but it was kind of it was it was cool to have i mean i guess it could could be a thing to do if you were lost going you know north south north south maybe you know try to level up a little bit just to kind of stay alive but right um yeah it, it was cool i thought it was neat to, to have in there it's better than not having it i guess right i mean because mm-hmm. it doesn't really take away yeah. from the game it adds a yeah. very small amount to the game but yeah. Still, it doesn't take anything away. So I think it's pretty cool. I I like the legends, Legend of Link or Adventures yeah, of Link. Adventure Link, because this yeah. is a game that's very similar to that game. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's got some. I mean, I I, I love Adventure of Link too. I think I just I like these kind of side-scrolling platformers, but um. Yeah, it's cool. It's got some some. I think there's some redeeming qualities, even if they're not fully developed. Um, and if there's probably better versions of them out there, but it was cool to see. I like the uh, you know the manual goes into different weapons. I like the different weapons. I think that's uh, although some of them I found hard to find. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever found an exploding arrow. Yeah, some playing. of them. Some of them they they save until much later in the game. I think mm-hmm. like in the beginning you're going to be using your knife. I think you get throwing <coughs> knives. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting a machine gun when I was a kid, but it was kind yeah. of rare. Um, but yeah, like exploding arrows and like even some of the grenades, I don't remember getting until like until I played it like in the last two years. You know where I was able to get past probably what really in truth is only like the first ten minutes of the game. Like, I really <laughs> yeah. think I didn't actually get past like the 10 minute mark as a kid playing this thing for hours and hours. 
I feel like I am probably right there with you. Yeah. Because there are certain things you have to do in this game, which the game clearly tells you what to do, and it tells you what you need to do. But as a kid, I'm a dumb kid. I don't really know how to read. So yeah. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumb kid that does not yeah. read. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not now. Yeah. I just read to you guys. Uh-huh. So. No, when I was a kid, I couldn't read. Yeah. Till at least till age four. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, I had trouble with this game because the reading is what tells you what to do. So if you don't know what to do, then you're just wandering around. And if you don't realize what north and south are, because I have no idea what north, south, east, west is when I was a kid either. I just know, you know, I can read a map as much. Li- I can't read words. But how am I going to read a map? So I, I do wonder. You know, we talked about it on the Metroid episode since mm-hmm. we're going back to Metroid, we talked about making your own maps. Sure. Did you do that for this game, Matt, to get through it? I, I didn't. Uh, I think it was probably since I didn't own it and I was always kind of just over at a friend's house playing it. Like, I think we would jump in, we'd, you know, shoot some stuff and then we'd be like, oh, let's play something else. Um, but uh, but I, I, I did not. When I, when I played it, like, in the last two years, maybe, um, you know, I think... Uh, I kind of kept more mental notes, but like really just kind of figuring out, um, you know, a few of like the the key directional uh, screens. I think I was just able to keep better track of it when I was older. Um, yeah. But uh, but it would have been really like tough to keep the map of this right because everything's all side scrolling and, and it goes kind of mm-hmm. different connection points. Um, plus there's right. these like weird like story screens too. Right? Where you like go on a boat. Um, mm-hmm. But the boat goes different places if you talk to different people, and yeah, yeah that, so, was, yeah. that was one thing that really threw me off was trying to figure out how to use the boat. It's so that that is a thing where even if you can read, it's kind of confusing uh, because I remember yeah being a kid getting to the boat and feeling like I was like super far in the game, and it's literally in like the first two and a half minutes of gameplay. Uh, so I don't know. It was it was uh, yeah it could be, it could be confusing. Well, uh, I don't think there's a... We didn't do a high score challenge for this game, Justin. I don't know if there's a way of doing a high score challenge. Probably maybe a speed run. We could probably could have done a good speed run challenge if we would have thought about it. There was somebody on YouTube, I'll say this, that, that had a 31-minute no-death no run. So, so That's that's clipping along pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I would say that... Now, I didn't... Like I said, I didn't beat it. Um, I didn't really even make it very far in the game. I didn't have a lot of time to play it, but I didn't play it a lot as a kid, and I made it nowhere. So as a, at least as a adult, I felt pretty good about the progress that I made in like the hour that I played it. Mm-hmm. I would guess that it would take me probably... I don't know how far I made it now, but I'd say it would take me at least three or four hours to beat this game, would be my guess, just trying yeah, to figure if, it out. If, if you're figuring it out on your own, three or four hours is pretty good. Um, I did it and got maybe... I'd say maybe 70% of the way before I had to get a guide and like mm-hmm. try and figure out, um, you know, what to do next. Um, there's a few maps that start to look the same, like their tile sets and stuff are nearly identical. Um, and there's some that just get straight up hard just because of where the enemy placements are. Um, I think four hours is a pretty good bet if you're going to try and do that. But it's a yeah. decent sized NES game. It's not not the longest, yeah. but it's uh, you know, it's in the it's in the wheelhouse of a typical NES game. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
that's a pretty good transition talking about the tile sets to one of our next topics the graphics of the game we talked about it a little bit when we talked about the cutscenes but uh, what do you guys think of the graphics well uh, I wasn't too impressed to be honest uh, the backgrounds were pretty good but I thought the sprites I weren't really impressed with them uh, Rambo kind of looks like the karate kid running around <laughs> um, yeah, he does yeah, I just I wasn't too impressed with either the bad guys or Rambo, uh, and the cutscenes were just. I mean, I know it's a bit, and there was limited capabilities, but there was still it was eh, it just wasn't very impressive at all. Yeah, the problem is there are other games around the same time that show that even though yeah it's a bit, you mm-hmm. can do a lot better. Right, right. For Ninja sure, Gaiden is a good example. Gaiden. Right. Good. 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 But, uh, yeah, I, that, that's kind of where I was leading, is that, you know, it, it was it was bad even for its time. So. I think the, uh, the most impressive piece is the title screen, uh, where, like, the words Rambo catch on fire. You see In the helicopter. Like that. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty that's, cool. They, they start with the bang. Um, and the very and first part where you come down... Average. The very first part when you come down and you're in like the helicopter bays and stuff, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's good looking too, you know. Although yeah. Rambo is about the size of a helicopter, which kind of throws me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Rambo. Thing. It's it true. Is Rambo. It's true. For sure. Yeah, they kind of front loaded, front loaded a lot of their efforts, I think. Um, yeah, which you know. The conversation went something like, hey, Chris, we don't have time to finish the rest of the graphics. All right, Rick, let's go ahead and make it confusing as anything to get to the end, and then we don't have to put anything, any of the graphics in the end. We'll just front load them all to the front. You know, I read something one time, and it may apply to the newer games, but only maybe 10% of people see the last half of a game. So yeah, I can believe that. Especially Why would the you... Yeah, so why would you put all that effort back there? You know, so I don't blame you. Got to get him. I don't blame him. Get him hooked, and uh, you know, spend all that money on some sweet box art. That's right. uh, You know, because once you get it home, it's gonna stay there. That's right. So if I'm an NES developer, right, I'm going to put all of my effort into the first hour of the game, Mm -hmm. and all of my effort into the awesome box art, and then just the second half, for all I care, could just be. Random pixels. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see it. You're you're a you're a game publisher, and uh, you know, and you don't even know it. Yeah, they could be like LGN probably. <laughs> they call me LGN. There you go. I gotta just pull this up here because this is so bad. Okay. This one Me? right here. No. This one right here. <laughs> yeah. That, that is so bad. Just like... The Rambo, like, screaming with his mouth wide open. <laughs> I don't even know what it... I, it's like... There's so little pixels that they, they decided to put so little effort into it. It just seems like... I can't even really... Is that a face? I don't know. I can really tell it's like, a face, but I really don't know what he's doing with his mouth. Like, I can't tell if it's, like, wide open. I can't tell if he's just frowning. Yeah. No clue. Whatsoever. Uh-huh. Yeah. One other awkward thing I found out thought about this game is the very at the very beginning when they're telling him what to do, like he said mm-hmm. in apparently a prison cell, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, do you want to you know go on this mission or you just want to stay in prison?" 
and you actually can choose the option. Just yeah, yeah. Just stay in prison. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Did anybody? Did y'all pick it? I didn't even think to pick it. I just was trying to play the game. I think yeah, it's it, like says it, you can't play or something. Yeah. If if you if you pick that option, then the dialogue closes and you have to like reinitiate. Um, but yeah, it forces you to pick the other one. It, you oh, you have you have to go through that game. Yeah. It'd be funny if there was like an alternate game where it was just Rambo living in prison. <laughs> Rambo in prison, <laughs> just just scratching at the wall with your knife. Yeah. You, just, you just wake up in there, you do some push-ups, mm-hmm. eat some breakfast, <laughs> no. go to sleep, read a book. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I thought that would be that's that was funny. That is funny. Okay, so there's there's um in the game there's codes that you enter, right? That saves your progress, sort of. Yeah. Um, but there's cheats that you can do if you enter some codes. I'm not going to read these out because they're really long codes, but uh, there's some things you can do, like get thousands of lives, right? After beating a boss, that's a cheat code you can do. There's an invincibility okay. cheat code that you oh, can nice. do. nice. I had no there's idea. One, there's one where you can skip straight to the ending. What? Yeah. Uh, and this is one that I didn't realize. This one sounds pretty interesting. There's an alternate ending that you can use by entering a passcode. And what, what, what can we can we spoil the alternate ending here? Well, I can only say that it says Ko lives. So Ko, the character in the game Ko. Okay. Know. Yeah. She, she, I guess spoilers. I guess she dies in the game. I didn't get to that part. Um, I guess I she dies. That. Okay. But uh, in the alternate ending, Co lives. You find her on the same screen as Colonel Trotman and talk to her. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Interesting. I, I had no idea. And then there's some other things where you can start the game at certain points in the, in the game with different yeah. amounts of lives and stuff like that. But that's boring stuff. Co Co living. That's hey, that's a game. That's a game changer right there. What about turning Commander Murdoch into a frog? I hadn't got that far, but yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. You care to tell everybody how to do that? <laughs> uh, you defeat the flying fortress and proceed to your helicopter back to the base. You go right until you see Com- Commander Murdoch running back and forth near the hangar. You fire any weapon, and a symbol will uh, launch, and it will turn him into a frog on contact. So nice. Turn him into a frog. Some yeah. good stuff. I, know, I never yeah. knew about that one either. So. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the cheats. Uh, I would say look them up. Some of them sound pretty fun. Yeah, like turn the guy into frog. That sounds like fun. For yeah. sure. All right. Uh, oh, we didn't even we didn't talk about the sound and the music. I think the music is probably the best part of this game. Mm. Yeah, it's a good call. I love the the, music. Uh, the title track's catchy. Um, you know, it gets a little repetitive, but. Um, you know, it, it, they got some different tracks for when you face like bosses and other stuff too. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, man, 100%. There's there's some good tunes in this, uh, in this game. I agree yeah. that it gets repetitive, but I think that opening track really sets mm-hmm. the tone. That opening track's the yeah. best, the best track in the game. It's it's, it's pretty sweet. And again, cool. putting all their effort into the beginning of the game. There you go. That's, that's right. right. That's the that's the name of the game on this one. Well, the name of the game is Rainbow, but you know, that's the that's a figure of speech. Right. It's a figure of speech. Uh, <laughs> the 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 sound. Uh, you know, music's good. Sounds okay. It, it. I didn't really even notice sound effects. It seems quiet at some at points. Like there's almost yeah. nothing going on. 
Yeah, I don't. I can't really even remember much in the way of sound effects. It, it could be one where just the music tracks kind of take over. I know there's a few things when you like when you defeat something and when you pick up a heart uh, after a boss, but mostly it's just the music track kind of uh, pretty much forgettable. Going. Pretty forgettable. Yeah. Really. Yeah. All right, Justin. Question of the show as we wrap up the gameplay discussion: Is it fun and is it worth it? So, how much does it go for? Uh, I found it as cheap as three dollars on nice. Amazon. Uh, it runs for around five or six dollars on eBay. So, I know I'm not sure I would go online and look it up. I'm sure that three dollars probably got another three or four dollars shipping on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I was, you know, at a game store and I saw it for three bucks, you know, go ahead and get it. What's it gonna hurt? Yeah. I can it's see a that. fun play. The, the, the issue I have anytime we come to a game like this for a $5 is I first of all, I have to think of all the other games that mm-hmm. you can get for $5. And I, always, I know I mention this game all the time, Kung Fu. One of the best games on the NES. It's always dirt cheap at the game stores. I would get that one well before you get this one. If you start running out of games that are cheap, that you've, you've already bought all the cheap games, then yeah, this mm-hmm. game's yeah, it's not like it's not worth it. Right. It's not like it's not worth it. There's just better stuff out there. Also, yeah. sometimes I have to think, is a double cheeseburger and a large Diet Coke worth <laughs> more than this game? If I'm hungry enough, maybe it is. Yeah. So, right. Just depends on how hungry I am if I'd rather get Rambo or uh, a cheeseburger. I, w- I would trade it for Kung Fu, uh, but I wouldn't trade it for a cheeseburger. Okay. I'd, I'd hold on to Rambo. But, but okay. Kung Fu is a pretty good trade-up. <laughs> okay. All right. What if it's like a... What if it's like a Big Mac? I, I'm, I have a soft spot in my stomach for Big Macs, so okay. that, that might be a little <laughs> bit more persuasive. Okay. All right. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I pretty famously... My, my dev team uh, working with me, I was on a pretty steady diet of McDonald's like pretty much every day, and they bet me I couldn't go a week without so now I'm on my third year. I said I wouldn't eat McDonald's until Hive Jump came out. So I oh. haven't had my sweet, tasty Big Mac for two years. Oh, wow. So someday we'll get the game out, and then maybe I'll go back to McDonald's. Yeah, it's all in that sauce, man, that sauce. It's basically just Thousand Island, right? But it's so good. Mm-hmm. Tasty stuff. It's good. Anyways, I don't want you to fall off the wagon, so <laughs> stop talking about it. We'll stop talking about it. Uh, how about some retrofitted trophies? Did y'all All come right. up with any? I have a couple. Okay. Uh, I have three. I'll let you guys lead the way. I'm trying <laughs> okay. to frame mine in more clever ways. Okay. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, my first trophy is they drew first blood, not me. And that is. Don't be the first one to attack an enemy. Let an attack. Let an enemy hit you first at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that's a good one. So All right. that is they drew flesh blood, not me. And he says that in the movie, in case nobody caught that. Cool, cool. Right, mine <laughs> is I'm not sure how I got here, and that is beat the game because. Of all the confusing <laughs> and everything that you have to do to get there, so that is. All right. You got one, Matt. 
Yeah, so I've got one. Um, you have to get pretty far in the game to face these enemies, uh, but there are some very, very vicious pelicans that you fight. And they're uh, so yeah, bizarre because they're the goofiest looking sprite in the world. They have these huge heads, and they are crazy vicious because they can hit you at these weird angles. Um, so uh, my uh, trophy would be uh, the Pelicanator, and it is uh, to riff on Terminator, and it is to get revenge on at least 10 pelicans uh, by stabbing them in the face. Nice. So kill them with your knife. Are those They're the ones those. that are are pink with and they kind of look like an alligator? Exactly, right? They don't yeah, look yeah. like anything. They're like these weird alien things, and they're. I so did not vicious. know they were pelicans. So, I was thinking flamingos or something. I don't know. Exactly, right? There's who knows what they are, but they need to go. They're bad, and <laughs> you get you get this trophy if you stabby face at least ten of them. The pelicanator. Cool. I like that one. But I've got another one called "I'll Give You a War You Won't Believe." And that is level up all the way. So if you level Rambo up all the way, he will give you a war you won't believe. That's the name of the trophy. Uh, this next one is probably a better decision, and that is choose to stay in prison. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you you took you took my second one, which I was gonna oh, call. Sorry. I was I was gonna say I would call it Ram No instead of Rambo, and it was going to be stay in prison. Cool, cool. All right, my last one is, can you tell me if Delmar Barry lives here? <laughs> I really don't understand what that means. It's just a quote from the movie, but that is beat the game. <laughs> okay, there you go. Just a because, random quote from the movie. Just a random quote from the movie, because that's just kind of what this game is to me, just a random All assortment right. of tasks. All right. I dig it. Alright, you all got any more? Um, no. I only had those two. Okay, so how are we going to rate this game? Got any ideas? Uh, what about, you could rate it on a, like on a weapons scale? Right? Yeah, so, we don't really do scales. Uh, hmm. we, could, we could rate it as a Rambo movie. A Rambo movie, okay. Yeah. Alright. So, Matt, so like, we'll go first so you can kind of follow along see how we do this. Okay, lead the way. All right, Justin, you can go first. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to give it just the newest Rambo, the 2008 version, because it's fun to watch. It's not a terrible movie to watch, but there's plenty of other good, better Rambos, including First Blood being probably the best. So... Okay. I guess I'm going to give this game Rambo 3 because it is, in my opinion, the worst one of the bunch. Um, it also makes the least sense. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm giving that one. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I will. Uh, it'll be unoriginal, but I'll give it uh, First Blood Part 2. Because I feel like it tries very hard to honor the original, uh, but there's just so much that it doesn't quite get right. There you go. I like it. I like, I like it. it. Perfect. Okay. All right. What about some feedback, Justin? All right. Well, not a whole lot on this game, but we'll, we've got some on Facebook. 
I think it's because we snuck it in last minute. Yeah. Our bad. Paul Cluel says, Can I just have the adventure of Link back? Uh, I guess a little play on Zelda 2 there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would also trade this game for Zelda 2 <laughs> and Kung Fu. Yeah. yeah. Well, two for one or just either one? Either one. Okay, I was about to say, you ain't getting a two for one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite a steal. You may get this. You could. I I trade you. You you may get a trade of Kung Fu and Deadly Towers. <laughs> I would trade you that because there you go. one, you would have to take my Deadly Towers. Right. <laughs> and two, you would get my Kung Fu. There you go. Yeah. Balance act. Yeah. Chris Vanderhoff says, "How can I return if I was never on?" I guess playing on the special guest return that you teased out there. Mm-hmm. Gabe Van Gilder says never played it on the NES, but loved it on the Master System. Blasphemy. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gabe. Yeah. And Paul Cluel says that it's a very, very different game. The NES Rambo came before Zelda 2, but it's near identical to gameplay. I don't know if I'd say identical. Yeah. So there's there's one thing on that too. I was surprised because I saw that comment too. I was looking at your page before the cast, um, and from what I saw, Adventure of Link is actually a year before Rainbow. Um, so it, I, I just double checked the dates, and they're like, it, one's December, one's January, but there's like a year between them. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I was I was shocked to think that it was that it actually would have preceded Adventure of Link, but it looks like it came after it after all. Ah, okay. Uh, Aaron Hickman says Friday the 13th called it wants its incomprehensible map <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he put up the picture of Rambo that I showed earlier it says hi guys <laughs> and In then his he best finally... uh, Goonies voice right yeah and uh, and then he finally says I will concede the music is pretty good yeah mm-hmm. And then Gabe Van Gilder says, My jams back in the day still don't beat this, LOL. And then he puts the stupid Master System soundtrack up. Is he what is he turning heel on us or something? I don't know. I think he's I think he's going heel on us here. Uh, I understand. And then Ivan rounds up the Facebook uh, comments with I realize I realize it's difficult to show toned, defined pecs and abs and eight bit graphics, but I have a hard time reconciling the buff Stallone from the cover art with the 8-year-old wearing a bandana and pajama pants <laughs> they've got running around the game. Rather than freedom from prison, perhaps the government should give your character some Pop-Tarts and a skateboard. Nice. Sweet. Stallone is pretty ripped on the cover. Yeah. That's probably in his peak form, I guess. Yeah, it's... That's that's pretty ridiculous. I think that's when he was eating his Big Macs. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe anabolic steroids. Yeah, steroids. <laughs> steroids and eggs. In in the Big Macs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it? I've got uh, I've got one comment on Google Plus. Can you guess who it is? Mm, who could it be? Who could it be? Yeah, it's Ryan. It's Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, he says, "I never had, I never owned or played this one as a kid, so I'm looking forward to it. I watched it, I watched a bit of a playthrough on YouTube, and I can't picture a younger version of me digging this game very much. 
Yeah, I would. You know, you can't really get your kids to play this game. I would not recommend this game to kids. So no, it's just too confusing. Yeah. Actually, I have a hard time recommending it to adults, but I digress. Some may like it. It's definitely got to be that nostalgic play. If you played it when you were a kid and it was confusing, you give it another try just to kind of like get over that, you know, kind of get almost like getting over a fear. You know, you just got to get through it. All right. right. Then I think it's it's some good closure. But uh, I don't think you're going to be recommending it as like, you know, your favorite game of all time to anyone in particular. Almost like a take that Rambo. Thought you had me confused as a kid, but you don't anymore. You got it. Exactly right. Right. Well, uh, you want to? Is there anywhere other than the Steam early access thing that people can find out about your game? Websites, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can find out more certainly at our at the Hive Jump website. So HiveJump.com. Um, you can go to Steam and search Hive Jump. Uh, we've got a community hub there with artwork. Um, you know, we do updates there as well. Um, we update our Kickstarter page all the time. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at slash Hive Jump on Twitter as well. Um, and those are really the, the places where you put all the new content. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll see us posting there quite a bit. And uh, we'll be on Early Access July 20th. All right. Can't wait. Although I think I Great. signed up for the uh, Wii U version. So I guess I will have to oh, wait. <laughs> wait for a little, a little bit longer, but not too much longer. All right. So tell me this. Do you recommend... I mean, you probably recommend people get both copies, right? But those those so, of uh, those people out there that love the Wii U, do you recommend they just wait on the Wii U? Yeah, so there's definitely some things that we're putting in unique to the Wii U. So we're definitely going to have gamepad support. Um, there's some things that we can do with it, like show mini maps and other things that are really going to matter and improve gameplay uh, for the Wii U version specifically. Um, we are going to support some very select uh, amiibo that have unique uh, unlocks in the game. Um, so if you've got a few particular Amiibo, we haven't announced which ones are going to have the most unique benefit, but uh, a few of them are going to lock some special relic rooms that you can find randomly within these alien hives, um, and they're going to lock those challenge rooms that are going to be structured in a way to pay homage to the Amiibo you use to unlock it. So, Very cool. Very um, awesome. That's all that's we've announced awesome. so far, and, uh, and those things are going to be exclusive to the Wii U version, so there's definitely some reason to wait there. Nice. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. All right, Justin, you want to tell people where they can find us? Well, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias. Uh, go join Ryan over there on Google+. Plus. He's lonely. He needs friends. And, of course, you can always call us and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show at... Uh, 775-7-RETRO-1. You can call us, leave us a voicemail. Also, and I've just started saying this, and nobody's called... Yet, actually, we haven't released Castlevania episode yet, have we? So never mind. You haven't heard I've said this yet, but I'm saying it again. Go on our website. In the mobile version of our website, in the upper right corner, there is a phone. You mm-hmm. tap that phone with your phone. I know if if you're listening, there's my train. By the way. Train time. Yeah. If you're listening to this in the future and we don't tap phones anymore, I'm sorry, but. If, we, if you have a phone that we're used to where you tap the screen, tap the screen where the little phone is, tap the phone with the phone, it'll say, do you want to call us? You call us. You leave us a, a voicemail. And when you do that, say, hey, 
guys, I'm leaving you a voicemail because I tried the phone thing and it works. Because we've not tried it. We don't know if it works. Yeah. I think it works. Somebody try it and tell us. We can't try it because it just rings our own phones. Right. So we need somebody that doesn't have our phones. Call it. And while you're there, you may as well just say something about a game or something. You know, Talk about a game we got on the show. Had a show. Talk about uh, Matt's game that he's got coming out. Say that you're looking forward to it. Whatever. We'll play it on the show. Just don't yeah. cuss us out or something because we can't play that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty funny, though, if we played it and it was just a constant stream of bleeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be bleeps. It would just be cuss words because don't, I don't think we know how to bleep anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> we also don't screen our calls, so you could do that technically. <laughs> we just have to delete that part of the episode. Yeah. Right. Anyways, All right. We get, we'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we sh- should probably be able to. We'll be able to play music for the next game after the, after we say goodbye here. So um, here's the music for the next game. Thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And see you, everybody. See ya. See ya.